Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, February 6th, 2023. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. Grace, you are back from a yeah. nice little jaunt down to the nation's capital. We will talk about that here in a minute, but we do want to send out, not that I think she listens on a regular basis, but a congratulations to your best friend and someone who I have met and seen shows with, so uh, I consider her a friend as well. Kara became a U.S. citizen over the weekend, which is why yes. you went down. So um, <laughs> you did some theatery things, which we'll talk about here in a second, but congratulations to Kara, who has been working in politics for over a decade and now actually gets to vote. So good for her. Um, also, over the weekend, we had some great stuff happen over in the podcast feed. Of course, as I've mentioned before, uh, Jan Simpson's latest episode of All the Drama uh, dropped in Patreon on, I think, actually Friday evening. It was over the 1953 Pulitzer Prize winner for drama Picnics. So you can hear all about the history of that show. Then about 20-ish hours later, I had a new special episode that I teased last week in which I spoke with real-life married couple Christine Dwyer and Matt DeAngelis about doing the show Rock of Ages down here in Central Florida, which I saw on Friday night. It is easily the most talented group I've ever seen in a show here in Florida outside of a national tour. And there is even some national tours that did not have the talent that I saw on stage on Friday night. It is running at the Garden Theater in Winter Garden, Florida through February 26th. They actually have four shows up at the Villages. So if you want to see it a little bit north and about an hour north of Orlando, they are going to be there as well. But between those two in the cast, Justin Sargent, Bo Bice, uh, Diana Huey, and Omar Cardona, who is is drew in the show absolutely insane talent so if you love this show if you love 80 80s hair metal and you're in central florida go see it but you can also listen to my conversation in both patreon and in the regular feed if you want to hear all of our episodes before they drop anywhere else head over to patreon.com slash broadway radio um one other note we are recording a little early in the day so we do not know who won the grammy award for best musical theater album We are recording a little early because I am going to be heading down this evening to see a show in Fort Myers, Florida, which is about two and a half hours southwest of where I am. It's a show I've never heard of. I've never seen before until I heard of this production. It's a show called Six. Are you familiar with it, Grace? Oh, no, no, no. This is a new one. I'm excited to see what happens. I know that. I hope it does well. Fingers crossed. Yeah. But I will say, don't we all hope that I win a Grammy today? Like, I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, so here are the nominees if you have forgotten. They are Caroline or Change. Like, do you technically become a Grammy winner? No. Okay. I don't think so at all. But I can just, like, cross that off my list because technically my name is attached to four Grammy nominations at this point, which I'm thrilled about, but no. (laughs) In this category, the nominees are Caroline or Change, Into the Woods, MJ the Musical, Mr. Saturday Night, which would feel like if this one, you would win, even if you're not attached to this one. So true. Um, And then, of course, six live on opening night and a strange loop. So um, of those nominees, I think that um, Carolina Change is the only one that you actually worked on in this category, right? That's correct. Yes. Okay, but there are some in other categories. So um, we we will have obviously the winner from that in tomorrow's episode. But we wanted to make sure we let you know why we didn't talk about that. It's because I've got to make a, a trip down to Fort Myers to see six for my sixth time, third time with this tour, th- three times on Broadway, and I'm actually have I actually have tickets to see this tour again in Las Vegas when I'm in town visiting my sister and nephew in April. So there you go. All right. So the reason. You went to Washington, D.C., was to see Kara 
get sworn in as a United States citizen, but it also just happened to coincide with a very big production at the Kennedy Center, the Kennedy Kennedy Center center stage production of Sunset Boulevard, starring Stephanie J. Block, Derek Klenna, your friend, Ali'i Cravalho, Nathan Gunn, and more. We have some of the reviews. Interestingly enough, even though we're recording on Sunday, like not a ton of reviews have been posted, which is kind of interesting with as big of a star-studded term as this is. Let's start off with Peter Marks from uh, the Washington Post, who said, quote, Block, a one-time alphaba who herself won a Tony playing share, is an intriguing inheritor of the part. Her Norma is less haughty than clingy and more obsessively devoted to locking down Joe's affections. She and director Sammy Canold seem to have calculated that the gargoyle aspects of monstrous Norma, as captured everlastingly in the stills of Swanson, Gloria Swanson, who did the original film, should become apparent only step by expositional step and then operatically in the musical's final movement as Joe slips from her grasp. Block's performance culminates in those two meaty numbers, which I know you're going to talk about here in a second, that scale up the character's fatal flaw. Her conviction that the image that exists in two celluloid dimensions can continue to thrive in three. The exhilaration that the actress engenders is captivating crescendos is a testament to the all-consuming power of self-deception. Over in the the freelance star from Fredericksburg, Virginia, I believe. Tony winner Stephanie J. Block delivers a tour de force performance as Norma Desmond, a tragic character teetering between fantasy and reality. She's absolutely mesmerizing as she brings this icon to life, dramatic twists of the hands and all. There's verve in every move and bold confidence in every line. And let's not forget about those piercing, aching looks. It's hard not to feel for her as she slips into her silver screen heaven, especially with Block's breathtaking delivery of As We Never Said Goodbye. Sitting on a studio chair, Norma reminisces about her glory days and dreams of her second act while Hollywood bustles around her. Derek Klenna, a Tony nominee most recently sending hearts aflutter in Moulin Rouge, commands the stage as Joe and, and is perfectly matched with Block to convey this complicated relationship. His second act rendition of Sunset Boulevard, a showcase for his powerhouse vocals, is absolutely thrilling. Other standouts in this all-around perfect cast, the vocally stunning Nathan Gunn as Norma's intensely loyal butler Max, who's always lurking about, and Ali'i Carvalho, the voice of Disney's Moana, is a treat here as the sweet script reader Betsy Schaefer, who's engaged to Joe's buddy Artie, and later develops feelings for the writer. And finally, in our rundown here, uh, Ken Kemp for Broadway World said, while this production of Sunset Boulevard is a tight, well-rounded, and entertaining show, it is most definitely a star vehicle, and Blanc is more than up to the task. So, Grace, you saw the show. You had great seats, from what I could tell from your social media. Oh, Jesus. Media. I could I could feel Sunset's Boulevard on my face. <laughs> it was it <laughs> Tell us your thoughts. Give us your thoughts. Yeah. Um, so I'm very familiar with this film. Love the film. Uh I was not familiar with the musical. I famously like am not like an indulgent ALW uh person. So this was my first time hearing all of the songs I had famously heard, um, as if we never said goodbye in kind of like passing in concerts because divas do it um and then kind of like the with one look because it kind of sounds a little similar to something in phantom and a couple other songs so i was like i know the tunes um when stephanie comes out and and starts in on uh with one look that was like one of the most shocking like my body was like oh i i didn't I didn't know you were going to do that to me. Um, uh-huh. It was breathtaking. Like legitimately everyone just kind of like froze because it's her first moment on the stage. <laughs> you 
you know, um, and she only, only one turban. I want to say this out loud, only one turban in the show. Oh, wow. Um, it was really surprising. I liked the choices that were made, um, with the, with the costuming and whatnot, but yeah, I mean, we all know Stephanie's a star, but this one was like probably one of my favorite times seeing her on stage. It felt the most, wow, like she has arrived to this point. And like, even though she's still probably quite young for the part, it didn't matter. Yeah. It was stunning. I mean, you know what I mean? Like it, she's not, she's not like actual Norma Desmond age. I don't believe. No, I think she is. Like, I think if you do Gloria Swanson, like I think they're about the same age as Gloria Swanson was, but it's been played older yeah. so much. But like, if you think about it, she was a silent film star. So yeah. in her twenties and thirties, and then this is 20 years later. So she's She's supposed to be 50s. in her fifties, and and she Stephanie is, 50. is fifty. Stephanie is yeah. fifty. Yeah. Um, but it just she just reads still younger, so totally. um, it was kind of like her like just doing this thing and being lit from you know underneath. And Sammy's direction was really great. Um, I think that everyone worked really well together. I also want to flag that like this was Ali's first time doing a piece of theater, <laughs> which is insane um, because like she's so good and she's done so much yeah. on screen, uh, both with just her voice and acting, but like. She's a she's amazing. She's had some like movies come out on streaming services the last couple of years that were really good. And like she's she's legit. Like we need to get her on Broadway. She's it's because she's so booked and busy, right? She's about to do the Mean Girls film. So mm-hmm. she has done all these theatrical endeavors, obviously. You know, Little Mermaid Live, like um, even doing like some of Spring Awakening in the show. Like it she has done it, but as she said to me, she was like, you know, you get takes. You don't get takes here. No. And Stephanie was apparently an incredible, wonderful mama bear and working with Clena and everyone was such a great team that you could tell that everybody was set up for success in this moment. And we always like to see that, especially in a yeah. show where they only get a couple, maybe just truly a few rehearsals. The fact that they all of these actors were set up to succeed was really beautiful. So that's a shout out to Sammy um, Cannold, who directed, but also just everyone at the Kennedy Center to continue to foster great art. And this was a wonderful, wonderful piece. Yeah, the show will actually run for a few more days. It runs through Wednesday the 8th, which is an interesting uh, deal there. I don't know. I, I guess maybe that's how these are normally set up. I don't remember. Listen, off the top of my Stephanie's head. got to get into rehearsal. She's doing Into the Woods there. <laughs> Oh, in at staying. the Kennedy Center? Is it at the Kennedy yes. Center where it launches? Oh, that's amazing. I that's think great. So. Yeah, I think she just gets to stay. Or it might be Boston, but still. Either way, it's not like she really needs to do much rehearsing for that because like they closed like a minute and a half ago on Broadway. So she knows what she's doing. But yeah, like she's going straight into this. A lot of people, we always talk about these Kennedy Center things like, are they going to transfer? None of them have ever transferred. And we just had a revival of Sunset Boulevard with Glenn Close again on Broadway. So like, I don't think so. But like, but any of them could. Everybody was saying this about the Music Man, obviously, when it was like Norm Lewis. And I got to be there for that. But what's funny is half of that cast got to do it on Broadway (laughs) (laughs) just now. So in many ways, yes. Yeah. But then we just had like Guys and Dolls with that star-studded cast with uh, James Monroe Iglehart, Philip Basu, uh, Stephen Pasquale, and I can't remember who was – oh, it was Jesse Mueller as Adelaide. Um, so like all of that would be great if they did it too. But like we haven't had one of these. But it, I I promise it will happen eventually. I don't know what it's going to be. But like one of these things will transfer. It just has to. Don't think it'll be this one because Stephanie is, as you said, booked and busy for a while here with Into the Woods, which I'm very happy about. But nonetheless, I, I really wish I could have seen, and seen her. But at the this. bare minimum, absolutely worth recording. It was really stunning. Yeah. yeah. There, there <laughs> is – my recommendation will come back to this. So we'll, we'll get to that later in the show. 
But we do have some news, which is also something that I would highly recommend. The Boston Pops will perform a symphonic version of Ragtime this coming summer. Uh, July 8th at 8 p.m. It'll feature an incredible cast. The always phenomenal Elizabeth Stanley will play Mother. Nikki Renee Daniels will play Sarah. A.J. Shively will play Mother's younger brother. David Harris will play Father. And Clea Blackhurst will play Emma Goldman. And what's very cool about this... Alton Fitzgerald White will reprise the role of Cole House Walker Jr. 24 years after he appeared in the show's original Broadway run. That's all incredible, but I'm getting goosebumps just talking about just thinking about what I'm going to tell you next. The person directing this production is Jason Danieli, of course, the husband of the late great Marin Maisie, who starred as mother in the original Broadway cast. Uh, absolutely love this. Uh, an incredible cast. So if you are in the Boston area, definitely want to check this out. We'll have the information in the show notes. In other casting-related news, we've kind of been giving um, little, like, short updates about who will be joining the cast for Wicked's 25th anniversary. We know that Mackenzie Kurtz is going to be playing Glenda. We know that Alyssa Fox will be playing Elphaba. We know that now, beginning on Tuesday, March 7th, a trio of stars will be joining the production. That includes Tony Award nominee John Dossett taking over the role of the Wizard. Kimber Elaine Sprawl, who was last seen on Broadway in Girl from the North Country, will take over as Nessa Rose. And William Yeomans, the original Dr. Dillamond, will reprise his role in the show for the 25th anniversary. So very, very cool with that. Um, let's get into the schedule this week, Grace, because we've got a ton of stuff happening as we are recording. Take Me Out is having its final performance on Broadway for the second run of the show. It closes on Sunday, February 5th. Then let's talk about what's happening on Monday, February 6th. The off-Broadway show Lucy, which is written and directed by Erica Schmidt and stars Brooke Bloom and Lynn Collins, will have its official opening night at the Manetta Lane Theater. This is an Audible production, so this will eventually appear on audible.com. Then coming up on Tuesday, February 7th, Off-Broadway Manhattan Theater Club will have the first preview performance of The Best We Could, A Family Tragedy, which is a new play by Emily Feldman and directed by Daniel Alkin and stars uh, screen star Aya Cash, who's always fantastic, Brian D. Coates, Maureen Sebastian, the great Constance Schulman and Tony winner Frank Wood. The show is slated to run through March 26th. Then we get our first Broadway opening, I believe, of 2023 on Thursday, February 9th with Pictures from Home. This is a new show that is currently slated to run through April 30th at Studio 54. It is written by Shar White and adapted from the photo memoir by Larry Salton and directed by Bartlett Shear. Has an absolutely incredible cast featuring Danny Burstein, Nathan Lane, Zoe Wanamaker, and is one of those shows that if you are a person who loves theater stars, this is something that you probably want to check out. Also on Thursday the 9th, we have the first previews for two off-Broadway shows, which we've talked about before, so I won't get too much into those, but they are Black Odyssey at Classic Stage Company and Illyria at Atlantic Theatre Company. Then on Saturday, which is interesting, I don't know why, but we have three shows, one on Broadway and two off-Broadway that are actually closing on Saturday. The first is the Collaboration from Manhattan Theatre Club, which has been extended multiple times. The two off-Broadway shows are Colin Quinn's Small Talk and earmuffs if there's kids in the room fuck seventh grade which is from the wild project then on sunday february 12th we have the first preview performance from playwrights horizons production and it's a co-production with page 73 productions of the trees which is written by agnes barinsky 
and directed by Tina Sater, which is always exciting, uh, especially after her work with Is This a Room? We will have information on all of these shows if you want to check them out, either if they are getting ready to start previews, opening, or closing in the show notes. All right, Grace, I mentioned earlier that my recommendation was something to do with uh, the Kennedy Center's Sunset Boulevard. We do have an official preview video of As If We Never Said Goodbye, which is, in, I mean, it's just incredible. It's only like a minute and a half, but they gave us a little uh, a little taste of it. So those of us who did not get a chance to see it like you did will have the opportunity to relive at least 90 seconds of it going forward. And then you have something that you wanted to mention, which is not really a recommendation. It's like a recommendation of what not to do because something changed from what you recommended last week. So why don't you tell the people what's going on with that? Yeah, so quite literally after we announced the um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles concert here on the show, um, I got an email that unfortunately there has now been a buyout of that evening. Um, so hope you all enjoyed that event, whatever that is. Um, but now that concert isn't happening in May. Um, we'll figure out when that is. Um, it's really unfortunate, especially since we announced it. Um, so definitely sale, sad. Yeah. And tickets went on sale fully. And then the very next day we were told. Um, so yeah, just shouting out that... Um, I'm retracting my recommendation to see that, but I'm not retracting my recommendation to see Andrew Kober's show, which is also happening that week in May that we were talking about previously. So make sure that you get your tickets to, I guess, part two of Cobra um, if you want to see a 54 show that week, but it ain't going to be mine. No, that's what it is. Unfortunately, well, on Glee. I'm glad that I hadn't booked extra uh, extra flights to yeah. come up and see that. So uh, thank you for that. Although I did book my tickets this weekend to fly up for later in May. So we'll definitely be oh, there sweet. nonetheless. Okay. Uh, also, we are not talking about George Santos and Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. I'm not doing no, it. I refuse. No. Absolutely refuse. There's no need. All right, everybody. That's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW. Matt, Grace, where can people find you? You can find me on all forms of social media currently at It's Grace Aki. Grace did this great thing where she answered questions on her trip back from Washington, D.C., although she did not answer mine. I, uh, I'm about to. Mm, warm it up, It took Chris. me a second. You sent it right when I was getting off of the train, and because Excuse you get to see it for like 24 hours on an Instagram story, I was like, I think, I, I don't know if you're right, Matt. You're going to have to tune into my Instagram, everybody, okay. to know what we're talking about. But I said I had a prediction. I, I did not I think tell you her have what that right prediction. prediction. I think you have the right prediction. Okay. Yeah, I do. All right. All right, we'll see. All right, everybody, have a wonderful Monday, and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow.